Hi there, and welcome to Dolls on the Dial with Sandy and Tanya. And we wanted to talk to you today about myth versus truth. Yes. In beauty. Yes. And what our experiences have been. And what we know to be true and what we know to be a myth. So we're going to share our opinion with you. Did you ever think, what about shaving? I want to talk about shaving, you know, because we're all in the hair industry, so to speak. So let's talk about like dermaplaning your face or using a regular razor. Like, What are your thoughts on it? You know, absolutely. Think about it. Men's faces age more gracefully. They do. Because they're daily sloughing, exfoliation. So when you shave the face, you're not only removing the hair, but you're relearn- you're removing the outer upper layer of the skin called the right. horny layer. So you're right. taking that off. And why it's so important to take that off and take it off effectively is so when those dead skin cells are gone, your moisturizers and your serums penetrate. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So you get rid of that barrier. So it's hugely important. And not to mention, I don't know about you, but I don't like having peach fuzz on my face. Well, this is what I notice about when I shave my face, <laughs> dermaplane my face. My makeup Glass. goes on beautifully. Yes. So much better. And and you know what? It actually lasts longer. Right. It does. Now, so, dermaplaning at home, I don't recommend because I do it in the in the in shop. The, right. And when I do it on my face at home, mm-hmm. even though I know what I'm doing and I'm a licensed esthetician, I still can have a little debacle on myself. Right. Because you're using a, when you have a dermaplaning, for those of you that don't know what it is, it is a, it's like a sterilized medical scalpel that's actually being um, held at a, about a 45 degree angle, almost flush to the skin, and you're moving down the skin, scraping the upper layer, removing all kinds of dead skin cells and hair. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so effective. But I think if you were to do it at home, it's better to use just like, you know, your Venus razor. That's what I do. Now, would too. you put, a, okay, so let's just say you're you're shaving your face. Right. Okay. Would you put on like, an abilene or vaseline or anything to help or would you just yeah or would Um, you just do a dry no you know what i use one of two things okay shaving cream okay the ladies the ladies the lady are you sure it's the ladies (laughs) but it's just a little too fluffy (laughs) okay Um, and also, sometimes I'll use a little bit of, um, this is going to sound terrible, but it works. Do you tell. A little bit of dial soap and water and kind oh. of put it on my face because it kills everything. Okay. So you're not going to have any sort of breakout or anything like that after. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I would think that's very drying. Maybe well, switch to Dove. You know what? I just stay with what works. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? But All right. right. No, as that long makes as sense. you have something that's going to make the razor glide, so you never want to do it on a dry face. Okay. Now, let's talk about shaving. You had mentioned something about shaving your upper thigh. Oh. What was the myth on well, that? Well, the myth on that was I was raised, like, you never shave above the kneecap. Why? Well, you know, I'm part Middle Eastern, okay? Right, I mean, so, so are, are you hairy? Hair. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Okay, um, so I remember when I was in junior high and high school, 
I would have like these like wool dark I'm 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 dark haired with pale skin and I would look like I had wool socks on or wool pants on to the kneecap and then nothing. And it was not cute, but my mom was adamant that I not shave above my leg. But then Sally Berkey, my friend who had like long, beautiful legs, I asked her, I'm like, how come you don't have hair on the top of your thighs? And she said, because I shave it off. Oh, oh, I mean, well, that makes sense. Well, I wanted to look like her, so I shaved it off too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, and, and, and it's fine. It was... You know, well, I now th- I'm lasered, but well, the whole myth was if you shave, it's going to just grow back thicker, grow back thicker yeah. and that's it's not, not true. What no. it is, is the taper part of your hair, okay, is the thinnest part. Mm. And when you cut that off mid shaft, you have a blunt end. You don't right. have the taper anymore. So Correct. it feels like it's more coarse and it feels like it's thicker, but in actuality, it's really not. It's an illusion. That's why when you wax and you take the hair out by the root, you don't have that sort of bristly thing happening. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Another, yeah. another myth. Mm. Waxing versus threading. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm curious about that. So what is better? Okay. I mean, so to be 100% honest, there's pros and cons to both. Okay. okay. So let's, let's talk about waxing first. Um, waxing is my preferred method of choice mm-hmm. because you, there's more control with it. So I can be more precise with the shapes. Okay. But I use a very, very specific, expensive wax that's Full of essential oils. Okay. Okay. And this is key because it's for very, very sensitive skin. You do not want to use leg wax or bikini wax on your eyebrows. It's different skin. You don't need something that strong. So that is what happens when it can take some of the skin off or pull. Now, if you use a pre-wax treatment and you use the right kind of wax and you go to somebody that knows what they're doing, it's absolutely a thousand percent safe. Well, that's what I think. I think people get really worried about waxing eyebrows because people think that it Too actually much is loosens yeah, the skin. The skin. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case that's with you. That's not the case. No, because I use a pre-wax treatment, which right. was, it's oily, which floats a barrier between the skin and the wax. Mm. So the wax is only sticking to the hair. So that's why, I mean, you've you've had me yeah, you. It's absolutely. almost painless. It, no, it's... You don't feel anything. No. Because you're not ripping the skin off the right. wax. You, you, I mean, the wax off the skin. Right. It's not touching the skin. So, mm. I mean, and that's part of a trick of the trade and, and knowing how to do it. But let's talk about threading for a second. Because this <gasps> is more detrimental Okay, with with threading, I just I, does it so does it pull out from the follicle, or does it? It actually traumatizes the follicle. Okay. Now, when I see somebody come in and they're new, and I could see a certain pattern of hairs that are missing mm-hmm. on somebody, I mm-hmm. know immediately mm-hmm. that they've been threading, and I'll ask them to confirm, and they'll say, "How did you know?" Because what happens is because the thread yanks the hair out of the follicle so violently, it micro tears the follicle. So what happens when you have a loose follicle is you have a wayward hair coming out of it. So that's when the hairs can kind of go in all kinds of crazy directions. And when the follicle gets damaged enough, it's going to become dormant. Like if, if it were a laser. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So that's why you have to be really careful. And that's why it's so painful because it's not that you're just taking out the hair. You're actually damaging the follicle in the process. Right. Right. Makes sense. So I say thread it if you never want to see it again. Thread your lip, thread your sideburns, thread your armpits, thread whatever. Just not the brows. Okay. That's my feeling. All right. Let's talk about that silk pillowcase. Oh, I mean, well, especially for or lashes. Or silk. What is it? They're interchangeable. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, especially that's one thing that I do recommend for all my lash clients to get a silk or satin pillowcase. Uh, you know, cotton can really rip a lash extension off. It can rip a lash off. You just wouldn't think that, but no, it, it, it actually does happen. Well, I know as far as wrinkles go, too. Oh, absolutely. Wrinkles, it makes a huge difference. It does. It really does. It, it does. I mean, ideally, you want to sleep on your back, but how many of us can really do that? I'm a I'm, you, you, I am, too, but I've, I've, I've gotten a certain pillow that actually forces me to sleep on my back, which has been helpful. What kind of pillow was that? But it, it was, it's like a Tempur-Pedic Biomat one with the amethyst crystals in it that forces me. Like when I initially got that pillow, it was so firm and really uncomfortable. And I was yeah. like, oh, this must be good for me. <laughs> and I got used <laughs> to it. Because I'm uncomfortable. No, but, but I was just like, but then I got used to it because... It kind of felt like my body was more in alignment. So when I'm not sleeping yeah. with that pillow now, it's it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. So that's how I know it's a good good pillow. So I mean, I sleep on that, and that that helps my face. But silk or satin pillowcases. What about for, eye and masks? for your hair? What and about for- eye masks with lashes? Sleep you know, masks. well, this is this is a tricky one. If it's silk or satin, um, it's a lot more helpful than a regular than a regular eye mask. They do make specific eye masks for lash extensions, where there's kind of like a bulb, like it. Oh, it, 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 like, like the like bubbles, cut, like a bubble. Yeah, um, I've seen those. So, so those are pretty pretty helpful. Because it's not smashing up, right? Against, yeah, it's not. I mean, sleeping with your lash extensions isn't. It's definitely an art. You have to. You have to learn how to sleep differently. There are so many different things when you have lash extensions that you have to learn to do differently. I know you. Yeah, kind of. Like you know, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really, and you know, I, I'm thinking about about brows and lashes, and people are like, "Oh, that's such a luxury." Mm. Not anymore. I mean, I think people think of it more as a necessity nowadays. I, I would agree with oh, you. For and sure. I, I mean, I think it's a wise investment. Um, and the way I always sort of justify it is I know a lot of people like to shop great shoes or belts or accessories, but nobody's looking at your face. I mean, they're not looking at your feet as much as they're looking at your face or True. your bracelet or your, you know, no, scarf exactly. or your handbag. I mean, they're looking at your face and they're talking to you. So I always say put the investment there. Where it counts. Who's who's the best investment other than investing in yourself? Well right? Well said, Sandy. Well said. Let's talk about SPF a little bit. All right, let's talk about SPF. Sun protection factor. I, I this learned. This is an interesting. Back in my career, mm-hmm. I learned something very important about SPF. Okay. Okay. So 
when you see something that says SPF 30 or SPF 50 or whatever it is. Okay. Do you know how they test that in the lab? No. Eighth of an inch thick. Okay. We don't do that to our face. So if you have a SPF 30 and you ply it eighth of an inch thick, then yeah, you're probably going to have somewhere close to an SPF 30. But if you just rub it on and rub it in, it's going to drop itself down to maybe an eight. So that's why, especially if you have SPF in your moisturizer, no bueno. Your SPF always has to be, always an extra step, the last one you do. Because you don't want SPF going in the skin. You want it on the skin. Kind of sitting on your skin. Yes. So the slash SPF moisturizer, sure, it's not a bad thing, but it's not enough. Okay. Well, can we also talk about infrared versus chemical sunscreens? Sure. And how what people don't understand is that... um, with infrared sunscreens, it is blocking the heat production within your skin. Okay, so with with chemical, it's basically, it's heating up the inner temperature of your skin. So you're creating pigmentation and you know what what pregnant women get you know when they're wearing a sunscreen it's you need to make sure that you're wearing a sunscreen that has infrared interesting yes i did not know that yes is that a new concept you know what my sister's a dermatologist so, so she's obviously Susan, Su- Schroeder. Susan Schroeder she knows what she's talking she, about she, she's she's all about the sunscreen I mean I I remember when her kids were growing up I was like oh my god our poor children it was like they <laughs> the amount of sunscreen <laughs> I was like <laughs> they were they were like, they were like looking like little ghosts over there <laughs> but I mean I thought that was a really interesting fact that many people don't know the difference between infrared and chemical sunscreen and physical blocks absolutely titanium dioxide is a physical absolutely block. yeah yeah that's why they look like so ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, they're going to have better skin yeah, later on in life. Um, but I thought that was really interesting where it was just like, oh, okay. So with infrared, it blocks the heat production. Many people do not know that. No, I did not know that. No, I did not. It's know very that. important. And I am a like super advocate of sunscreen. I've worn it every single day since I was 19 years old. Relentless. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pale, so I have to, but... It's the best protection against aging. It is. The sun, number one. Smoking, number two. Alcohol. Kills the skin. Mm -hmm. Alcohol. Yeah. And lack of sleep. Those are things that are going to really show up. And stress. For sure. What about slugging? That's kind of a... It's it's trending on TikTok right now. Whoa, 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 wait. You mean like putting slugs on your face? No. I mean like putting on like a hyaluronic acid or something that's really moisturizing and then throw on some Vaseline on top of it. What are your Sounds thoughts like about a, that? So, oh God, I was just, I don't know if I'd feel good like that. I mean, 
I'm, I, I don't know. I feel like claustrophobic. Well, you know, the thing is, is that Vaseline doesn't allow the skin to breathe. So what okay. you're doing is you're actually putting like a saran wrap on your face. Now, does it work? Sure. But I like the better choice of Aquaphor. I'm a huge Aquaphor fan of Aquaphor. So because it does have water in it and it it's very emollient and it will lock everything in. But the difference is it's breathable. The skin can't breathe with Vaseline. Okay, so, so you, you do, do run into more of a chance of having a breakout. You just do. Aquaphor, less chance. And it's it's a great healing ointment too. But I, so I like to put on all the, I'm, I'm like the Bells carpet and girl. I am dry. Like- My face is dry. So I like to put on the hyaluronic acid and then this serum and then that serum and then slather it and seal it all up with some Aquaphor and go to bed. Yeah, I have a client. She, I, I, she's, I would say, like 65, not one wrinkle. And I'm like, what do you do to your face? Mm-hmm. She goes, Aquaphor every single night. I'm telling you. Whoa, that, that was really impressive. That's good. Yeah. You know, some of those old, you know, wives' tales or the, the, the old myths, my grandma told the me. OG, back in the, the OG? The original? The original. My grandma told me that way back in the day, she had a friend that had the most flawless skin that she'd ever seen. Okay. And she asked her, <laughs> what did you use on your face? And she yes. said, Crisco. You know uh, what I did? What did you do? You <laughs> went and you put Crisco all over your body sure and you just slathered in that. When I was 19 back then, I didn't have any wrinkles any damn way. But There you go. I tried it. So... Fact versus myth. Well, Here we hey, are. And you know, I, I wanted to tell you about lymph drainage. Let's talk about that. The gua sha. Gua, is that how you say I, it? I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying this. I'm just getting into it and I'm, I'm having a, an exploratory experience with the gua sha. Right. So, well, it's Mindy, a Chinese medicine. Mindy Walters, who is a very good friend of ours and a celebrity facialist, is all about the gua sha. Yeah. So maybe we should have her on. We, we, we will. You know, on we another will. episode talking about skin and how to make it look good. But tell me about your experience with the gua sha. I personally have not tried I, it yet. I, I, I was really curious about it because it's trending. Yeah. It's another trending thing. And, and I figured, all right, I'm going to buy this uh, gua sha stone. And it's really good for lymph drainage. And it makes your face more chiseled, creates more circulation. There's certain, you can go on YouTube and look at different techniques and massages of how to use it. But I got to say, um, it just, it helps your cir- circulation. I've tried it like four nights in a row. My face gets very, very red initially when I'm doing it. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Circulation. Yeah. But the next day, it's like, God, I think I'm just, I. you look more lifted. Who doesn't want that? We all want that. And it's right. natural. But it's very important to have something that's like oily or I don't think that. To moisture. let the stone move. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, oh my God, it feels so good good just it's you must well, start you know, with your lymph, neck it's important to drain it because it can't drain on its own yeah i mean it doesn't it, it have a really heartbeat, so to speak so we right. have to kind of help it and the massage and massage your face i mean that's the whole thing also with with facials that which are so important is the massage is is really important and i know for a while you were doing you were trying it out mm-hmm. the the face in ice water in the morning. Yes. Yes. I like that. I do that for special occasions. Yeah. That, that, so what that's, did you find it to do? 
Uh, it tightens my pores. Okay. And it, 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 it took away a lot of the, um, the oil stimulation, oil production. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually makes your makeup stay on longer. Interesting. So you, you get up in the morning, put your face in a, a bowl of ice and cold water for 30 seconds. It's extremely hard, but maybe you can do like 15 seconds, give yourself a little bit of a break, 15 seconds again. And it tightens your face. It makes your face really just ready for makeup application. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. My mom, when I was a kid, she had one of those at-home face steamers, you know, and she would steam her face and do her thing. And then she would rub an ice cube all over her face before she started to put her makeup on. Right. And I remember thinking that was so strange. But what she was doing was she was filling the pores with moisture and then closing it in with the ice cube. Pretty, pretty epic. Mom knew what time it was. She, way she back knew in what the day. she was doing. Yeah, she sure did. You know? Yeah. So there you have it. Myth, Myth versus, versus truth. truth. And hopefully, y'all learned something. A couple of things, right? Yeah. I did. And, 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 and I hope that you try some things. And let us know what you think. Yeah. DM us. You can contact us at Teal Truck Publishing or Dolls on the Dial at, on Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you. So until until next time, time. have a good one.